Hello and welcome to the Coolerverse podcast. If you are here for yoga-based conversations, you are in the right place. This is a place for fun and gentle conversation where I talk to members of Adrian Mishler's social media community, The Cooler. My guests are people like you and I who have found yoga and yoga with Adrian to be a deeply helpful restorative and enriching part of their lives. Hello and welcome to this very, very first episode of Coolerverse. Now, Coolerverse, this is a podcast about talking to people who are in the social media forum that basically was set up by Adrian Mishner, um, Yoga of Adrian. And it's just an amazing environment in which people from around the world come together, primarily yoga focused, but lots of other things get talked about as well. It's very supportive, very caring, very nurturing. Uh, It's not it's not political, it's not anything really in that sense, just really good. But actually, one of the great things about it, having been on it now for three years, is you get to connect with amazing people from around the world. So I would like to introduce the very, very first guest today of the podcast. And this is Cara from Australia. Hi, Cara. Hey, I'm Michael Higgins, and hello, Louis. <laughs> Now, I have to just, I'll just be clear. No one else is allowed to call me Louis at all. You get away with it. You just about get away with it. So why do I have special dispensation? Oh, I don't know. I just don't, I don't mind. As a one-off, it's okay. (laughs) Cara, it'd be really helpful if you could give a little bit of context to people who are listening to this, and probably going to be people listening to this from all over the world, as to where you are in this little our corner of the globe. Okay, well, I live south of Adelaide in South Australia. Um, So the other side of the world to you. So the fact that we're talking at all is nothing short of remarkable to me. (laughs) But think about how amazing it is. It's incredible, isn't it? And now what people listening to podcasts don't know is that we've got visual on this so we can see each other, which is great for talking, but it is not recorded. And it's, it's remarkable. I mean, Cara could be in the same room here it's just phenomenal so cara um and are, are you a, an adelaide native i was born in the uk we came out to australia when i was three so okay. um i i don't remember anything about the uk at all okay. um I only, whereabouts only, in the uk I only just from? i was born in cambridgeshire in early so and then your your family decamped from from britain to to australia yeah my my mum's parents my grandparents came out a few years before we did so um i was yeah i was three when we came out so yeah we're coming to family and i think it was one of those there's less to risk things when you're coming to family you're upsetting your whole life, but there's the safety net of coming to people who who want the best for you. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. quite as terrifying for mum and dad as it might have been if they were just upping sticks and, and going somewhere new on their own. And do you still have relatives back in the UK then? My dad's sister is the only one of his family that is still alive, I think. This is a, obviously a, a podcast we'll be you know discussing about yoga and about sort of cooler what what did you think when um because you i think you knew i i'd mentioned about a podcast on, on the cooler which uh what did you think when i contacted you and said would you like to be the very first guest gobsmacked is the only way to describe it um <laughs> i thought the whole <laughs> idea of of a cooler podcast was Brilliant. Uh, we have got such an amazing community that spans, if not every continent, then practically every every continent on earth. There are people from just everywhere, all ages, all races, all nationalities. There's just so many fascinating people. And the fact that you asked me to go first, I, it was intimidating and terrifying. And that was pretty much why I said yes. Because well, well, okay, it sounds a bit daft, I know, but I, I don't know. I'm thinking lately that there's a lot of things that I think frighten me that I don't want them to stand in my way anymore. And this sounded like it it had the potential to be a great deal of fun, and so I didn't want to miss out on that because I was afraid. There is that famous book I forget by is it Susan someone like Susan Jeffrey, which is face the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, and uh, which is exactly what you're doing. And hopefully this is not too scary. We've been chatting for a little while. Hopefully it's not not that terrifying. (laughs) No, it's it's um, I'm gradually unwinding. I did a little alternate nostril breathing before we began. I have to admit, (laughs) (laughs) and and some yoga for anxiety. Um, So yeah, I I think we're going to be all right. So. (laughs) 
So are you someone that's always done yoga in your life or have you come to it in later years? Um, I have flirted with yoga since I was about 15, but it wasn't until I was 45 that I actually made a commitment. I was very unsure about who I was when I was growing up and I was looking for something that I could hang an identity on. And at the time, I think I decided, I, I say in he- heavily inverted commas, sort of more spiritual pursuits. It, it was not a common thing for people my age to be interested in meditation or yoga or any kind of philosophy. So I decided that was going to be my thing. And because nobody knew anything about it, I didn't have to delve too deeply. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was it was in, entirely just for the look of the thing. I didn't have the slightest idea what I was doing. But I, I don't know, in retrospect, I kind of think maybe the younger me was onto something and knew how beneficial it could be. It just took me till I was 45 to start to think you know there could be something to this so um, i think I it's not of, uncommon is it oh absolutely not i mean you reach a certain age and you start asking questions about who who you are and like adrian always talks about a toolbox you start to get a few things in your arsenal to help you ask the questions and yoga for me evolved out of a meditation practice i'd been meditating for like two or three years before i came to yoga which is us about face i know for a lot of people it's the other way around but it yeah it seemed to evolve that way and then the meditation practice just sort of disappeared after i started getting involved in yoga i don't think that's supposed to happen but it's it's what happened so so I'm gradually getting picking up the meditation again. But um yeah, so what started as a very surface this is the thing that's gonna make me interesting gradually, very gradually evolved into something that I think is a foundation of my life now. Wow, that's amazing. So so when you started yoga, was it were you doing stuff uh sort of online through DVD? I mean I've remember buying a, a DVD of yoga years ago. Were you going to classes? What <laughs> I seem to recall a yoga journal VHS when I was about 16. I think it was Patricia Walden. Now, VHS, and, you're going to have to explain was, for our younger I was go- listeners. I, I was going to say, all of a sudden I realise I'm talking about this antiquated technology that nobody understands <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Um, how do you even describe a video cassette anymore? It was basically um, DVD with a tape running through it. It was a horrible thing. Yeah, I I had a, a video cassette that I sort of was very excited about receiving as a present because that sort of confirmed this identity that, that my younger self had committed to. But I think I actually practiced that tape like three times. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but it's true. So what what was the setting, Kara? Because I've got a DVD, and I remember buying a DVD. This is before, right, the online stuff. And it was, I forget the teacher. She, I mean, she was a good teacher, but she was very beautiful and blonde-haired and wearing these amazing clothes. And she was on a beach in the, sort of like the Bahamas, and the palms were waving. And it was just, and this oh. amazing music. And it sort of was great, but in a way... Not so great, really, because it sort of didn't really connect with the reality it of what was buy, life was like. Buying into all all the surface stuff, isn't it? You know, it's not yeah. about you actually having an experience, but being distracted by, oh, look, isn't the surf nice? And how about her outfit? <laughs> and all all this this stuff that you realise later, it doesn't matter at all. But it's the stuff that we used to think was legitimate. It's like if you had the nice backdrop and and the fancy pants, then you were obviously serious about yoga, and that was all it took. <laughs> and uh, I think that's what my my teenage self was kind of hooked on as well. You know, it, it was the look of the thing more than more than anything else. I know that Patricia Walden at the beginning, she was walking on some kind of dune, like a sand dune. She started doing. A sun salutation, I think, but then the rest of the practice was indoors, but in one of those really <laughs> bland studio settings. I suppose in a way she was sort of having the very cinematic introduction, but then letting the yoga speak for itself. And perhaps yeah. that was why I didn't really connect with it, because it was all of a sudden about something a little bit more um, in-depth <laughs> 
than the sand dunes and, and her sun salutations. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, have you still got the VHS? Have you still got that tape? Or have you? Is that long since Not been consigned tape. to? I, I think we got rid of all the tapes years ago, but I did actually rebuy it on DVD. <laughs> And I've still not done the practice. Oh, really? <laughs> well, she's not complaining. She gets the money, I guess. Oh, absolutely. For me, it was a sentimental attachment more than anything. It was like, okay, well, this is going to be the first DVD that I've actually bought. And it's going to be one that not necessarily that I play it, you know, every day of the week. And I, I'm so familiar with it now that I can do it with my eyes closed. But it was just symbolic, I think. Okay. Yeah. And and that's interesting because I think that, you know, yoga teachers have different styles, don't they? And sometimes you just connect with one teacher more than another. It's not about them. It's just about, well, this suits me rather than that. There's also the styles of yoga as well. Absolutely. Um, She was, I think Iyengar was her, her thing. So I came into contact like the concept of propping really early on which I think was important because a lot of the the later yogis that I came across when online streaming became a thing was all about the fullest expression of a pose rather than making it accessible to everybody so having seen somebody years and years ago say you know props aren't a wuss's way out they are a way of really connecting to a yoga practice and I thought that was important, but I've only just realized that sort of recently that one of my formative yoga experiences heavily featured props. And and I use blocks a lot. I've got some court blocks and they're just fantastic because I think just, I think Adrian talks about this at some point in one of the things, biomechanically, we're all just different, aren't we? Absolutely. Some of us can't bring, do certain things. Bringing the ground up to meet you is one of those images that it just makes so much sense. You know, if you can't reach the ground, then bring the ground up to meet you. And, and that's one the of the things Adrian that, said. It's awesome, though, isn't it? You know, it's yoga it's is fantastic. meeting you where you are instead of you having to squish yourself into a yoga shape to be acceptable. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I think No, I think that those are the sorts of things, those little pearls of wisdom, which are sort of thrown out there in, to a certain extent, but actually they mean a lot, and especially as you, you work with it. Coming forward out of the Stone Age of VHS and, and Betamax, <laughs> but people might even remember that, um, coming forward into the age of streaming, what you sounds like you did various teachers and things. Uh, did you have a, a few teachers you, you worked with or did you discover Adrienne and just go with that or her rather? When I started doing yoga, it was only a couple of years ago now, um, I had had years and years of no yoga at all. I'd never mm. been to a live class. I'd, I'd not bought any more DVDs. Um, I did some chair yoga for a little while there and I found that was sort of a good way for getting a really out of condition body to start moving again. I just started sort of doing a little warrior series in my bedroom one morning. I didn't really understand what I was doing or why. It just, it's sort of one of those intuition moments, something louder than you start speaking up mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, this this is something that you might want to have a go at. And I signed up for a four-week email challenge with a teacher, I think, who works in London. And it was very sun salutation based. So I felt like I got my ass handed to me in that one because I, I was, I, there's no, there's no polite way of putting it. I'm really sorry about that. But you know, when you're out of condition, when you are terribly out of condition and they're talking about, you know, one breath, one movement kind of thing, it's a lot to take in straight away. Wow. And so I I spent four weeks feeling like I was never going to catch up, that I was never going to get my head around this thing. I was a bit relieved when it was over (laughs) because, look, I I won't lie and say that it was a transformative experience, but I did through that find something about yoga that I really connected with. And when Mm. it was over, I sort of had this so what do I do now feeling because there's so much yoga out there you know there's there's all the online studios that have you know dozens and dozens of teachers which when you're a newbie is terrifying because you've no idea 
you know, what separates one teacher from another and why this style is different to that style. And I don't know about you, but when I started, I was operating very much on instinct. You know, one teacher would speak to me in a language that I understood and that was that was the connection I was sort of searching mm. for, I think. And I saw it was a review video of on YouTube of somebody had done 30 days of yoga with Adrian. Mm. And I was curious because it didn't seem like these long-form series were all that common. There's more of them available now. Yeah. But I thought, okay, we'll, we'll have a look at them. And so I had a, a bit of a wander around Adrian's YouTube channel and I liked her friendliness and her openness and the fact that she wasn't trying to make things needlessly complicated. So I decided that I would start doing Dedicate and that was the beginning of March a couple of years ago. And I haven't really experimented with any other teachers since I found her. I play, I play around with different yin teachers because yin yoga was my first love and it's always interesting to me what different people bring to that practice. But as far as Adrian's style and what I get from the way she teaches yoga, I didn't feel the need to find anybody else. You know, we're still having a conversation yeah. that, that feels as much like a collaboration as it does me just following her blindly. Like I think many people feel that they connect with the down-to-earthness, the practicality of it sometimes, you know, the shorter episodes, you know, those sorts of things. At the beginning of Dedicate, I think she's, hello, my darling friends. And, <laughs> you know, from, from that very first greeting, you've no idea who this, who this lovely Texan woman is. You just think, when you call me your friend, I, I feel that somehow. And yeah. I, I really liked the, the, the welcome mat that she threw out. It felt very much like she was holding out a hand saying, look, do you want to come and have a, have a go at this? I don't expect that you're going to know anything and that's all right. Come and, come and have a look and, and see what it's all about. And I really liked how it was completely demystified. And then there was Benji, of course, who is the, <laughs> the, the ultimate in draw cards. <laughs> and Benji is Adrian's dog for people who don't know. I'm uh, he, so and sorry, he's very he's, he's the most zen like, but he's the most zen like dog. I mean, he, there's Toppy, oh. uh, Chocolate Labrador here. Uh, there's no way I can do yoga in the room with her. She gets so excited. I was reading a post and, uh, that you wrote the other day. And she's, she's this this big dog, and she gets excited, and she's she's about to come and sit on you or something. It doesn't sound very zen. Does well, it? It's worse than that. It's, uh, I was I did try for a little while. I thought, well, you know, I've got to sort of train her and get used to it. So I, I, and I remember lying down once, and I was lying down on my back and trying to relax, and then suddenly I had the, my eyes closed, and I suddenly thought oh, my God, Toffee's just about to leap on me. And, you know, and she's 24 <laughs> kilos. She's got pretty uh, – if you get those pointy claws in your chest, you know about it. And she oh, did. wow. It was, and <laughs> I have to say that was not the most relaxing session. So she's no. completely banned now. She's lovely, That's... but there's just no way. So what – I don't know what she puts in – Adrian puts in uh, Benji's food, but he's so mellow. It's unbelievable. Maybe he's he's absorbed the nutrients of the practice, as she likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> But I need, on, she could if she could bottle it, I think she could make a fortune yes, selling it to dog owners like me. Absolutely. He's been on set for a few thirty days now, so it obviously works. <laughs> and so he's really mellow to, this series. Isn't he? I think he's very oh, mellow this unbelievable. series. Unbelievable. Yes, very Yeah, we need a bit of action. <laughs> I was thinking we need a bit of action actually. He's he's almost too zen like. <laughs> well, he's called breath, so maybe he's he's this just demonstrating. True. He's yeah, he's modeling. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we have things to learn from Master Benji. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so one of the things I think that, um, you know, for people who are in the cooler listening to this, and, and this podcast, by the way, is not, it's it's one of those niche things, really. It's not meant to, for lots of people to listen in. It's not a yoga podcast where you learn about yoga, but it is yoga theme. One of the things I, I think people might not realize is that you can access Adrian on YouTube and it's all for most, a lot of it's free and it's great, but also there are different layers to it. So you can then sign up for a membership where you get a lot of extra stuff, which I really love and I've been a member for quite a while. But also beyond that as well, she also has, which I think started off originally as a, a Facebook group, a social media community called Kula, which means community, I believe, in Sanskrit, I think it is. Community of the heart. Community at the heart. Okay. Of the heart or at the heart? Of the heart. Of the heart. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I think it's rather wonderful. This is why I've... Well, this is why I interviewed you because you, <laughs> I was just, oh, it's a community. But this is why I interviewed you because you knew about this stuff. Can I ask then, Cara, what was it that took you from doing Dedicate to then thinking, um, did you, like me, I just searched around a little bit um, the, when I got into it through a different route. But what was it that took you then into signing up and signing your life away to the cooler? I've been doing Dedicate, I think, for about a week. And the thing that set it apart, as well as the daily yoga, was it seemed like the nicest corner of YouTube. The comment mm. section was, I'd never come across a completely troll-free zone before. It seemed like people were genuinely sharing their experience, but other people were responding with encouragement and there was, there was genuine cheerleading going on amongst strangers. And Dedicate had been in January of 2019 and I started doing it at the beginning of March. So it was well and truly over. But the comments section of the daily vid, even though I wasn't doing it in the same time frame as the people who had posted comments, I felt like I was practicing in community with people who were supporting me. And as I've never, well, I, I swam as a kid, but apart from that, I've not been particularly physical for much of my life. So this whole starting to move my body thing was very, very foreign to me. And so mm. having having other people who weren't necessarily the bendy, natural, athletic types, but who were pretty much like me doing something physical for maybe the first time in their adult lives. Mm. It made me feel like there was something special going on there. So I, I saw there was a link to the cooler one day. And mm -hmm. the thing that I liked was it wasn't Facebook and it was it was request-only group that you had to fill in a form to join, to, to request to join. And it wasn't just a free-for-all. But I thought if it's like that in an open forum like YouTube, I was curious what a larger community mm. that had sprung up around this this one lovely person, our Adrian, would be like. So it was kind of a no-brainer to want to take that next step and find out what it was going to be like. I, I remember when I filled in that form and sent it off, I was really worried I wouldn't be allowed to join because I yes, hadn't said the right thing. Yes. Or something. <laughs> oh no! You, you realize, they might not have me. Yeah, well, it's it's like a dream job in a way, isn't it? You know, you sort of think, well, <laughs> how how was it for you? Was it the comments in YouTube that made you want to be a part of it, or was it something else? What, a bit a part of the cooler? No, no, yeah. my, um. No, and my discovery of Adrian was com a completely different route, which I think is one of the nice things about when we talk to people. Everyone comes in in different ways, but no, I, about I think it must have been. 2007, late 2017, I was um, uh, wanting, I was try, experimenting, I was going to classes and I was experimenting with uh, uh, do, trying to do the headstand. And I have this great okay. teacher, Zana, if she listens to this, she's lovely and sadly on the online lessons now. And I met some, I met some great friends through her class. So I was trying to do this headstand and I thought, well, do you know what? I'm, I'm struggling here. And so I, I started to look on, like you, look on YouTube for videos about doing headstands. And there were different ones. I saw this one and it was an 18 minute one. 
and it was free. I don't know, it was like a complete instructional video on doing a headstand, completely free. And it was by Adrian. The foundation one? Yeah, I think it must have been. I can't yeah. really remember now. But it was fantastic. I watched this and it was fantastic, like little steps. I mean, I still can't do a headstand, but one of the things I've learned is not to worry about that. You know, just to let yeah. it go, you know, which is great. So anyway, so I, I, I came across the headstand and then I thought, oh, this is great. And then I looked at a few other videos. And then I did the first series that year, which I think was, I can't remember if it was Home or True or might have been True, I think. Um, and then I uh, went onto her, you know, the YWA website. Then I saw this thing this social media cooler thing um and i hadn't really i don't ever read bother reading the youtube comments and things like that on most things although i do notice sometimes that people do a thumbs down on so on a lot of the things you think I, really that is just it's like, baffling isn't it <laughs> it's like really well, I, I just want to know the reasons why is it because they're just <laughs> like you know i don't know feel like doing something think- different but anyway Sorry, go on, go on. No, you to you've, you've got to wonder with some of the thumbs down what people are thinking. They obviously <laughs> haven't been watching. They're just sort of, I don't know, trying to make the world a slightly more miserable place or something. <laughs> so I, I came across so I came across this cooler. Then, yes, yeah, so then sent off the application form. So it sounds like you have to do a sort of whole CV. But <laughs> I, so, and I remember being really not nervous, but thinking, oh, well, you know, they, I don't know. I tried to make sure. And I spent quite a while phrasing the right word. <laughs> in terms of, I can't remember the questions now. I'm trying to make sure it it came across that I was a sort of decent human being, <laughs> and uh, I, I would be okay. Very <laughs> anyway, I was allowed in, obviously, and here I am, obviously. and here we are. And so then, so that must have been what three years ago, and it's been great. You know, it's been really, really good. I, I just, um, for me, I have different levels of activity, and you know, with other things that are going on, uh, but also it's been, it has been at times like a, about. I think it was a couple of years ago. I was really struggling with depression, I think, with uh, low mood. So, and I remember there was one post, and um, you know, it was brilliant. It was really good. They people were fantastically supportive, really good, no judgment, just really supportive. Like you know, the comments that people put um, and talking about their own experience. So, th- because one of the things I've said or we've talked about is it's yoga focus, but actually you can post things under things like mental health or um, food or those sorts of things. So there's lots of people on there. So yeah, so I found it incredibly supportive at different times, and I like to think that. I've, in my own little way, like all of us, have, have supported some other people when they've been having a hard time, depending on, on what that is. So, yeah, it's been great. And, you know, and here we are, you know, because of that headstand video, <laughs> because of you dedicate, we wouldn't have connected like this. And, uh, yeah, that's no. something pretty special and pretty rare, I would say. It's technological magic. It is, it is. But people magic as well, I think, you know. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. The amazing thing about our community is that it sprung up around Adrian, but she's not the glue that keeps us all there once once we've arrived. Mm. You know, she posts periodically and it's always nice to see her there, but it's the membership that keeps the community whole and functioning the way it does, not saying that the behind-the-scenes work that the Find What Feels Good team do isn't important because we'd obviously have nothing going were it not for their technical know-how and for Sarah just keeping the community running. But it is the members that get the conversations going, that keep the conversations going and sort of have a, a standard for how we treat each other as well. You know, we, yeah. we sort of, sort of, um, I don't know, the community guidelines exist because we've agreed on them, because we've agreed that this is going to be a place that is kind and supportive and funny and fun, but that we're there to hold each other's hands when we need it as well. And it seems like there aren't that many safe spaces online where you can post about your depression or, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've posted quite a lot of sort of personal introspective stuff over the last couple of years that I, I don't think I would have gone ahead with were we in any other kind of community. I would have felt mm-hmm. too inhibited that I post in the open manner that I do because I feel like I'm talking to friends. 
And has your experience been a positive one then? I mean, obviously uh, has, but is that what you've over, Yeah. Overwhelmingly positive. I mean, my life has changed completely since yoga and in part because yoga led me to the cooler, which is, you know, my my entire social life. The people that I've connected with who I mm. I may never meet, but mm. that we've gotten to know each other just through this this magic space that, that exists online. It never ceases to amaze me. It's quite wonderful. It, it is. It's it's very it's a very <clears throat> it's a hard thing to describe to people because you know it's it's not a self-help space because it might sound a little bit like from our conversation that is but it's not there's loads of fun, yeah. there's music gets posted, there's real characters on there. There's people you get familiar with and you think, oh I haven't seen them for a while or they pop in and then someone says, oh God, you'll never realize you you know guess what's been happening in my life. <laughs> Sorry not to be yeah. here the last six months. And and then they pop up again and it's great. It really is, and it is difficult to describe, isn't it? It it does sound sort Very of a, a bit a, a bit sweet and <laughs> woo woo, and it, it's not like that at all. I mean, we're, we're very irreverent. I would I would happily say. Um, well, you are definitely. But, I would say. <laughs> my mum was asking, <laughs> No, my mum was asking me the other day. You know, with with a community of of so many like tens of thousands, how do you find? Yeah. The, the people that you connect with. And I realise what a good question it is because yeah, there is yeah. there is no logical reason for why one person shines a little bit brighter than another person does. But you seem to find your tribe within the larger community and it is probably because you find out who's got the same sense of humour and who laughs at the same stupid jokes, who likes the same kind of music <laughs> and where, where the secret Whovians are. And, you know, if, if, you were, if, if you were left up to, like, yoga magazines, you would think that only a certain kind of person does yoga. And I still remember yeah. being really surprised after I'd not been in the cooler very long. There are sci-fi-loving yogis out there. Just like me, <laughs> you know. If if you don't know anybody else who does yoga, you kind of think that you're the only one who likes the kind of things that you like. And then they reveal themselves these extra people over time. You think, wow, there are more of us out there, and it's just amazing. I think there is an element, isn't there, for not everyone, but there is an element of probably lots of things like that wellness community, doing yoga, eating you know, perfectly well, organic food, you know, all the sorts of things that go on, you know, that's great. Right? And, and and not knocking that, but, you know, actually for many of us, we're not like that. We can't be like that. Don't want to be like that. And somebody's likely to post, you know, I'd resolved that I was going to do this thing and I'm afraid I've just failed miserably. And that's what I like that the cooler is made up of so many really human people who are trying to, do something for themselves in a culture where taking time for yourself can be seen as selfish. So we're yeah. there are there are a great many of us who are sort of still very new to self care in general, and finding out that it's okay to to take some time for yourself that it actually makes you a better human being, and it makes you able to connect with other people when you can share the things that aren't going well. But also you can say, hey, guys, guess what? I'm having the best day and I just had to tell you all about it. And you know that somebody <laughs> will be genuinely excited for you. Because yeah. I think perhaps one of the most unexpected joys of the cooler for me is that I learn how to be happy when nice things happen for other people. Oh, instead, really? Okay. Instead of, instead of just, I don't know, um, I've been alone in my life for a very long time, like very socially isolated due to a, a long-term illness. And not interacting with other people, I think I kind of thought that when nice things happened for other people, it meant that there was sort of a little less nice in the world for something good to happen for me. I don't know if that makes sense. And, no, it, makes, um, it does make sense, yeah. So realising that feeling genuine happiness when something nice happens for somebody else, it is such, it's like a light goes on inside. And, yeah, I wasn't expecting to feel that kind of, close connection with other people's lives that it feels like I'm there to help them celebrate when the good stuff happens 
as well as to hold hands over distance when the bad stuff happens. And there is something, isn't there, about, I think it's, I can't remember exactly that story about the two wolves inside you and one the bad one and one is the good one and which wolves. And which one is stronger, the one that you feed. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And I think there's... I think in, in Buddhism or certain strands of Buddhism, there's a thing called a appreciative joy. And I think that's one of the things I, I you know, when, when people, things go right for people, I think that's what you're talking about. It's just like, that's brilliant. I'm so pleased that they've got that job or they've done their head start. I noticed someone I was following on, on Instagram, someone who's on the cooler, but I was following on Instagram and she'd posted that it was the first time she'd done a headstand uh, yesterday, I guess. And it was, wow. it was like, really big deal you know and and she was saying oh. she was worried about falling and it was like fantastic i just thought great for her and that's really really good and the other weird thing i think from the cooler for me especially in a global pandemic where we can't go anywhere you know and or do anything it's you get the travelogue element as well so for instance there's someone who lives up in jasper in canada and uh, she posts these amazing pictures of going you know nordic skiing or cycling in the summer and the mountains are incredible or you get people in different parts of the world and that's just fantastic Fantastic. I think, great, okay, well, I can't go anywhere, but at least I can look at what they're doing. Well, we have some amazing photographers, don't we? I mm, mean, there's, yeah. there's always somewhere new to see that you just think, wow, that is just phenomenally beautiful. But I suppose because we've we've got the socially distanced thing going on anyway, we've lost nothing by countries going into lockdown. We're still all yeah. together. And, yeah. and the way that we, we get together hasn't been impacted at all so in a way it's it's like a a small amount of normality in a very very abnormal period of human history (laughs) yeah i mean one of the things i I do uh you might have seen it but just before new year the last couple of years i've done it and it's just a silly roundup of some of the countries i've seen over the previous year (laughs) and i get really excited because like there was a a doctor who popped in last year from myanmar so sadly she hasn't been back but you know we've got people that come from iran turkey i've noticed venezuela colombia uh mozambique botswana We've got, I think there's someone from Egypt. I mean, it's just really exciting, as well as all those sort of European countries, Australia, New Zealand, America, Canada, which you'd expect. There's Mexico. It's just, I love it. It's just brilliant. You get people popping in from all over the place. And that's really exciting. I'm waiting for somebody to to join from Antarctica next. Then we will know that Adrian has actually gotten everywhere. (laughs) I I, I suspect that she's already there. So come on. There must be. There must be somewhere Drop a, I should drop an email to the British Antarctic Survey and challenge them yes. to the 30-day challenge because they've got nothing else to do, have they, really? I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> Team-building exercise. Yeah, well, indeed, yeah, apart, apart from measuring glaciers and staring at pe- penguins. Um, so <laughs> Penguins are fascinating, come on. <laughs> No, they're, they're, they're pretty cool things, actually. It's been really, it sounds like for both of us, uh, incredibly enriching being part of the cooler, uh, connecting with Adrian in a different way. And one of the things you, you mentioned, Sarah, who, who helps sort of facilitate the, the sort of cooler, who's just amazing, isn't she? She's sort of there and oh, gets on with things. And I think we need to so give a bit of a shout out to Sarah. She's great, actually. And I think there's something there in the wisdom that, Adrian obviously connected with her when Sarah was doing the calendar years ago and it was a much yes. smaller thing and thought, oh, actually, you know what? This is someone who's got some marbles and knows how to do a few things. And I think that's great. Absolutely. So shout out it to nice. Sarah. Hey, oh, Sarah, thank you so much for the work that you do. You just keep everything ticking over and we love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of Sarah love there. <laughs> Absolutely. We're very proud of our Sarah Bowman. What else do you think? Is there anything else that you'd like to see in the cooler or get from the cooler? Anything else? Off the top of my head, I have no idea what's going to happen next. So I think it's all going to be a giant surprise from here. Um, I can't think of anything that I I feel is missing. You know, like say your your co-creation of the postcard exchange. Mm. That was that was an element of in-person communication that I never saw coming, and. You know, for what's primarily an online community, having this way where we exchange snail mail addresses and actually send each other mail through the postal services is extraordinary. So it's fantastic, I isn't help. it? It's great. It makes the connections that we 
we've created sort of seem that little bit extra real. You know, when something comes through the mail and you can see it's got a stamp on it, you know, you, you didn't invent that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually got somebody's handwriting on it and it you can't fabricate this the, the joy that comes from that from something that is so so simple that somebody sat down and wrote you a card like wrote one for you and it is so personal and it's very touching to know that you can brighten somebody's day by sending them a little square of cardboard through the mail. It's, and so, it's the, I um, think one of the nice things, it's tangible, isn't it? Whereas the messages we exchange are great, but then you've got this card and it's there and you can look at it and people can see it and it, it's it, it's brilliant. I just It really it. is you, extraordinary. What do your fa- – because you're a good postcard sender. What do your family think about you um, getting lots of cards coming back to you? Um, I think my parents are both – fascinated because <laughs> like well I think mum had pen friends when she was in school you know through through the rise of technology things like pen friends sort of I don't know went the way of the dinosaurs didn't it it's yeah. it was it seemed like it was this thing that was going to become obsolete exchanging mm. the written word through something as archaic as the postal service so I'd like to think that we've done our bit to uh to resurrect these final institutions. <laughs> now, I wanted to ask you something because I've noticed in your post recently, last few months, that you've been talking about going to classes within the constraints yeah. of COVID. So, could you say a little bit about your experience of going to classes and what style of yoga it is, and and well, how you got to doing that? Because that's a big deal, isn't it? You know, because especially during a pandemic. Well, I've got to preface that with saying that Australia has not been affected like the rest of the world. We no, we okay, sort of we sort of we sort of live in this parallel dimension. We we're, we're part of the earth but but not part of this this pandemic <laughs> earth. I mean right. the the virus has gotten here. Don't don't misunderstand yeah, me. And yeah. we've got the the mutant strain that's tearing through the UK at the moment. But compared to the rest of the world, we have gotten off very lightly because of our geographical Mm. isolation going to class isn't as terrifying or as perhaps brave as it would be anywhere else because we haven't had the same impact (laughs) i suppose Mm. the the bravery for for me came from the fact that up until recently i couldn't have imagined having the necessary self-confidence to want to have anybody look at me while I did yoga. And I'd sort of gained enough physical confidence that that was, that was now the least of, of my concern. I wanted to learn from a teacher sort of in person because people in the cooler do go to classes sometimes, or at least they did before restrictions came into place. And they said always how different the experience was being with a teacher sort of physically instead of digitally. And so I I realised only a few months ago that there was a studio quite near to me, discovered it by accident actually. And um, I took a couple of yin classes in November because yin was the first time that I found the yoga that I sort of suspected existed that it could mm. be this very meditative and optimistic sort of practice. And I haven't been doing it as much. So I thought, okay, well, I'm, I've got a passing familiarity with it. So let's let's go and try this. And then Adelaide went into this, this lightning fast three-day <laughs> lockdown or something. <laughs> so that put the kibosh on, on things like <laughs> quite, quite firmly. Then there, there was a, a whole personal ordeal I went through I've got lymphedema in both of my legs which means that I have quite a lot of swelling and um, I started getting bandaged at the the physio department at a local hospital from like toes to thighs and I I was like I'd been starched so that that put a crimp in my practice as well <laughs> so I just discovered that the studio existed and then yeah things got in the way so I noticed on the class schedule that they had this foundations of yoga course that was run over five weeks and it's always good to get back to basics and I thought it'd be 
good to have a little familiarity with what we're going to cover at the same time as I'm getting used to this unfamiliar place and an unfamiliar mm-hmm. teacher. And I went for my first class last Sunday night and it was just wonderful. It was oh, just magnificent. Cara, that's brilliant. Um, my teacher was, I suppose, quite Adrian-y in that she was very friendly and welcoming mm. and she's got a sense of humour about the practice but she's sort of encouraging us to find what feels good in the moment by using props and listening to ourselves. So I know that yoga does attract sort of the good people who think that everybody should be practising and so it's not really surprising when you come across a teacher and you just think there's something about you that I like. But my my new my new teacher, I I liked her personally and I like the way she teaches. And so when the five weeks is up, I think I would like to keep learning with her. Oh, so that's that's, fantastic. that's that's so good. That's my that's my adventure for this year. And we'll <laughs> we'll find it, we'll find out how that goes. Well, well, it's only it's middle of January. You've got a lot of year to I'm, see what what will you be doing in November. Oh, who who has any idea? <laughs> <laughs> the way things are changing lately, it's all going to be up for grabs, which is is pretty exciting. That's fantastic. So, so Cara, it really um, the, the whole yoga vedri and the, the cooler. It's just fantastic, isn't it? I mean, I, I can see like what people can't see. I I, I don't really know how to do <laughs> screenshots on this Mac, but but you're just. I mean, you're just smiling away, and uh, I think it's. I just think it's great actually how much we both got from it, and and how much so. And and I feel. I, I, it's really interesting because I feel so many people on the yoga thing. One of the things I always imagine, I often say to people, I said, look, I feel like, you know, I there is someone, say, in the States or Canada or you, I have, would have no qualms in sitting down with them and say, let's go to a cafe if I actually met with them face-to-face. You know, like as Absolutely. if I never actually met them, I'd say, yeah, I'm sure we'd get on really well. We could, wouldn't, not about doing yoga, just sitting and chatting about life, the universe and everything. A bit of a sci-fi Absolutely. Um, reference there for you, Cara. <laughs> It works for me, dropping a little Douglas Adams in there. Nice work. But I, I think because we, regardless of what our interests are, we've got similar ways of engaging with other people, I think. So, yeah, I, I think you're right that there wouldn't really be any terror in sitting down with somebody you know as words on a screen and that translating. I mean, I was, I was pretty yeah terrified before doing this today but this isn't exactly normal either you know it's not not sitting down in a cafe (laughs) (laughs) so um no i i think if you get along well with somebody in our community that would probably translate into real life and you would learn something fascinating that you didn't know before i'm sure of it yeah yeah yeah, which it's, and it's, it's, uh, it's so good. It's the different perspectives that are just so fascinating, you know, because I've posted when I've had, you know, extraordinarily bad days and extraordinarily good days. And people are not just kind and encouraging and supportive, but people will say things and you sort of go away and think about it for a while. And it, it's it's the perspective that manages to change your entire day sometimes that it's just been commented on in a very matter-of-fact way and I like the fact that the the communication is so respectful I mean it's not tiptoeing around each other and you know there are a fair few swears out there especially coming from me but (laughs) there's there's just something direct and genuine about the connections that we've made, I think that I've I've not found anywhere else. Yeah, it's so, fantastic. Yeah, it's... When when we can travel internationally again, I'll take you up on that, and we'll we'll go and have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be fantastic. Is there anything that you would like to say directly to your cooler buddies who who I would uh, imagine one or two will be listening to this? Oh God, um, I've no idea. I mean, I don't want to. Lost for words, Cara. Do, this is do, uh, not I, like you. No, no, no. Um, uh, look, I always fear that I'm 
better in text than I am like using my own voice. No, um, you've, you've I... been a star today. It's been a joy talking to you. It's been it's been really fun, which is exactly what I wanted from this Thank interview. You. Just, now, conversation. I think it's a conversation, and it's been brilliant, Cara. It's been such fun. It's really lovely to see. It you has been a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I just suppose I'd say hi, everybody. It's it's really nice to to be able to talk to you like this and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing who you talk to next Louis I really am because <laughs> you've no well it's it's going to be so much fun because there's just so many people that you could have so many different conversations with and I can't wait to see where you go with this it's going to be extraordinary so Cara thank you that's been such a, a good conversation I think that uh, I don't know about you but I'm so happy to talk to you <laughs> So look, Cara, I'm really, I'm so pleased. I'm really grateful for you setting the ball rolling. Uh, and it's been a real joy. Well, thank, you for, thank you for so much for asking me to be part of it. Well, there you have it. The very first interview of the Coolerverse podcast. I absolutely loved doing the interview with Cara. It was a real conversation and full marks to Cara for being so brave as to step up when I asked her and doing the very first interview. It's not the sort of thing that she does and not the sort of thing that most people do every day. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, it'd be really helpful if you could do a review wherever you listen to podcasts such as Apple and give um, the show a five-star review. That'd be really appreciated. There's a few thank yous I want to make. Firstly, to Hans Akova, who is the art and, and tech person behind much of what goes on for this podcast. Um, look at the website, coolerverse.com. Han is a really inc- uh, amazing artist, but also very tech savvy, and a big thanks to her and for everything she does. Secondly, to my brother Graham. Graham composed and recorded the music for the intro and the outro, and I'm really grateful for everything that he's done. I also want to thank Sarah Bowman from the Adrian Mishler team for all her support and encouragement in in the long gestation that this podcast has had. Yes, COVID has had an effect on this as well, like everything else. So it was uh, firstly had the idea a long time ago, but actually Sarah has been incredibly supportive and facilitative and and thank you to to Sarah and and to the whole Adrian Mishler team. And finally, thank you to you for for listening. This, as you can tell, it's a lighthearted show, but with some serious bits and the second episode is just as interesting just as fun for me anyway and i hope it will be for you we switch we will switch continents i'm not going to say where but i hope you enjoy the conversation and part of what i'll be doing is trying to move around the world uh, to to hear different voices from different cultures and different backgrounds and hopefully you will enjoy that too so i hope that you have a really good day and uh, blessings to you and all your other friends thank you